Hi, and welcome to Phantasmal Farces Adventure Rise, where we delve into the world of entertainment and see if we can pull an adventure out of our arse. Our aim is to inspire and to show, so long as you look, almost anything can be a tabletop adventure. So don't be intimidated, and let's see what we can stitch together. I'm Alan, and I'm the forever GM McCastrix of a group of players in Wales. I love casting my fourth level arcane eye over stories and seeing how they translate into adventures. In this episode, we will be adventurizing Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke is a 1997 Japanese epic fantasy film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, animated by Studio Ghibli. Princess Mononoke is set in the Muromachi period of Japan and follows a young Amishi prince named Ashitaka and his involvement in a struggle between the gods of a forest and the humans who consume its resources. Opinionize. So, good evening, Rod. How are we today? Uh, konnichiwa. I am well, thank you very much. How are you? I am good, and I know that one. That was Japanese. Excellent. Well, well done. Yehida. Okay, so um, Prince, it, Princess Mononoke, isn't it? How you say it? Yes, Mononoke. Okay. Um, so yeah, I I only watched it recently. I only watched it basically with the explicit purpose of doing this episode, um, and I didn't know much about it. I assumed it was a normal kind of knowing what I know about Ghibli. It was going to be like a normal hero story, but it was it was basically like there's a, a genre of films and media where it's like we want you to know war is hell. And this mm-hmm. was like, and this was like, war is hell for kids. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, I've come to the realization lately that nineties PG films are not for kids. Nineties PG films are twelve. Yeah, it's a weird one. Whereas, like a lot of twelves from the nineties probably could be PGs now, because this one was quite heavy on the the, the gore and. Um, Johnny Five, while alive, swears a lot. So no, not hard swears though, if I remember rightly. Shit and bull bullshit was uh, was mentioned a few times. Okay, <clears throat> I, I I consider that soft. I you know he wasn't he wasn't effing. There was no f f no f bombs, no c bombs. No, but still, it's uh, yeah no not it's naughty. Had no no words. So yeah. Anyway. But Sorry, uh, you say, but yeah, I, I, so I watched it for this, and I loved it. It was, um, because obviously it's a Ghibli film. So one thing, even, even their worst film looks amazing. So it obviously looked amazing, but it was, um, pretty poignant, thought provoking. The fact it's got a kind of environmental message means that it's almost, uh, like it's going to stay relevant. I think for. A long time the idea of man destroying it their environment is a pretty hot topic so it's got that going for it too um yeah it might even be my favorite uh japanese animated film uh knocking which was originally perfect blue uh knocking that off off the list oh oh, hold hold on now oh before you say something you might regret about perfect blue i mean 
you know, let, let's calm down. It, I don't want to sort of ruin what I'm about to say, but, you know, that's, that's, that's fighting words right there, that is. Perfect Blue is a very good film. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I really liked the... My, one of my favourite things and something that I'll perhaps mention a bit later is there's no... Um, none of the characters there's no um wicked stepmother or or anything like that um there are arguably depending on your point of view there's probably three potential um characters that you could call the bad guy um but they all have reasons for doing what's what they do as it you know the the uh, uh ro- not rocket ralph wreck it ralph thing of the uh the the wreck it ralph the you know just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy mm. um <clears throat> uh but yeah so that that was me uh over to you what can i say that you haven't already to be honest with you i mean it's it's my favorite Ghibli film, you know, not everyone is an absolute masterpiece, but Ghibli means quality and, and artistry and, and like you say, beauty. Um, and I can I can gush over for Ghibli films all day, but my point is for Princess Mononoke to rise to the top of an already saturated group of, dare I say, it, perfection, it is praise indeed. You know, I, I don't want people to take my praise too lightly. It It is... This is five out of seven. This is perfect. Um, it's not a heavy-handed message, you know. It's it it has a message of protecting the the forest and things like that and protecting nature. Um, but it's not heavy-handed. It it sort of it's it's subtext more than anything. It's reading between the lines. Um, which I should say, you've got a lovely head today, Alan. Oh, thank you. It means you've got a bad head, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just it's just a great film. It's well written, well thought out. Um, yeah, I just can't can't say enough good things about it. Really, mechanize. Where did the players go, Alan? Boom, gotcha. That was quick. Um, this one's really easy. This one's really easy though. The the players are basically a substitute for. Um, Akatashi, um, because he basically is an outsider who comes across. Uh, like there's a situation the 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 war, um, because it's not it's, it's also it's not just a war between two people because there's the denizens of the forest or the spirits of the forest who don't entirely get along themselves. Uh. I, Lady Eboshi and Iron Town, um, which is also which is fighting the forest, but also fighting um, Lord um, Asano. Is that his name? He you never actually see him, but he's... he is the leader of the the samurai antagonists. Yeah, um, and then you've got Jigo, who is a mercenary trying to. Uh, trying to use Iron Town to his advantage so that he can make a payday. Yeah, his his um 
uh, he's, he says to be a monk, played beautifully by Billy Bob Thornton. I, I, I listened to this in the, 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 the dubbed version when I was little as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he claims to be a monk, but then his main... He's, he's, he's basically 100% selfish, you're right, because he only recently got a pardon for something from the Emperor, and he's trying to get the head for more fame and fortune from the Emperor, and he's only there to be self-serving, yeah. Yeah, but even he's not... Um, well, he is a bad guy, but he's, he's still friendly, um, because even spoiler alert, when he he doesn't end up getting what he wants, but he kind he does kind of although he fights very very strongly to get what he wants at the end. When he doesn't get it, he's just kind of like, oh, guess I'll have to find something else. Um, he do, he doesn't uh he doesn't follow his goal or like try to get revenge on the other characters and and die like some other characters that are you know quote unquote evil or uh would do yeah and he isn't the one that although we although i've said that he's he's the most selfish of them all he's not the one that uh casts the the killing blow either um he's he's actually a bit of a spectator in all of it although he sets up a lot of the um the, the pieces, the set pieces, um, he doesn't actually participate in any of them. No, but anyway, that's that's where I would put the players, is the players would be, uh, they would be Akatashi arriving at the, uh, the developing situation and having to learn about it as the outsiders. See, now, the, isn't there, on the flip side, you could already be... Although it seems as though there's only two, three types of people at Iron Town at most, there's the women, the lepers, and then the men who just, they seem to just toil. Um, there's nothing saying that you couldn't flesh it out a little bit and have you start there as, as maybe mercenaries or people, you know, fortune hunters looking for um, iron in them that are hills. You, you could do that way, but... Would it be a good fit for, say, Sam? Why could you start as an ally of the forces of nature? Maybe even believing yourselves to be an animal if you're not human yourself or humanoid. Uh, you could. I, but I think that would make it a more. Uh, sorry, not more. Less. It would take away some of the complexity because you would naturally be assuming that your side is the 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 right side and a big part of the film was that akatashi as the outsider he he tries his best to try and be the mediation between all the sides because he doesn't see it from any one any one singular perspective if you start as someone in the various factions it will it will flavor the way people see their character and that cuz cuz basically their character would would likely follow their own factions path uh so if you were iron town they would want to kill the kill the forest spirit 
I, I think it's better if they're outsiders only because I like the complexity of the players would then have to decide who they want to side with rather than putting them on a side from the very beginning. I, I don't think that the, the, the majority of the people of Eigentown saw themselves as being versus the, the forces of nature. They were probably ignorant to it. They were being harangued and harassed, particularly the men in the beginning, obviously, the, the, on the, the rice run. Um, yeah. But, but they no, probably they... didn't really notice anything like that. They probably wouldn't have. Um... No, no, because obviously they still know that the wolves are out to get them. But they are. But again, this is my thing of that, you know, no one's evil. The people of Irontown are just trying to survive. Yeah. They, they're they trying I... to stake their claim. And it just so happens that that ends up conflicting with the forest. Because, like you say, the rice run, the wolves pull some of them and the the oxen off the path. I think I, I think it's fair to say they are... The people of Irontown are very aware of the animosity between them and the 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 forest. But if you remember, though, um, Toki, the the main woman, um, the wife of the the fella that was taken over the side, she bore no ill will for the 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 people of the forest. She was just making her way downtown, walking fast, faces past, and she was homebound. Uh, even the gentleman that got her, her husband that got taken over the edge that uh, Ashitaka had saved, um, he was afraid. He wasn't. He wasn't angry at them. He was actually scared of the beasts of the, because he was only a small thing. I can't remember what they were called. The little clicky head men. Kodama. They were really. He was afraid. So yeah. it. You know. Th- th- there's no reason why you couldn't, if you wanted to, start as an iron town, um, denizen. Um, or even just being out there. Because like I say, you could just be there for a particular reason of your own. Um, there'd be no reason then for you to have any bear, any animosity to the forces of nature. They're just trying to get a, their own thing and you're trying to do your own thing and you just you just sort of get on with it really, isn't it? That's that's what they were doing. They were just trying to make a living. But I'd, I'd still uh, kind of... Uh count that as an outsider if you're there for for your own reasons you know when i said they go in akatashi's place they don't have to be people searching for the forest spirit i just i i just meant that for whatever reason there's someone from outside coming in whether that is just because they want to whether that's because they're looking for the forest spirit or they want to mine iron i i hadn't ruled out uh i i might have made it seem that i was being very specific that the players are coming to seek the forest spirit. No, it was more. It was more the they're from outside than than their specific motivation that I was um, focused on. Could it be said then that you were again just for argument's sake a denizen of the of Iron Town or one of the marauding samurai, but you have a change of heart. You see the damage that's being done. Because you could, you know, you could, to make it maybe a, a modern day analogy or something, you, you go to war, you um, bring democracy to somewhere in the Middle East, and then you see the horror and stuff that you've, you've wrought upon these poor people, 
and then you change your mind. I think um, a film would be with Gerard Butler. What was his name? Chainsaw Preacher or something. Shotgun, shotgun Preacher. Jerry Butts. Jerry Butts is a heavy biker dude, and he goes and starts up a school or something and protects it with his shotgun. Don't know. After seeing the, the, the destruction he and his yeehaw patriotic people have done. So, yeah, there's nothing to stop me from doing that. You can't, you know, have a change of heart or something. You can't. Just to I, narrow it down, that's all. I, I'm just, and, and maybe unfairly so, I assume that a lot of players will will not have the change of heart. They will stick with, unless you put out lots of, so, like, for example, the uh, Gigo, I said Gigo wasn't evil. But um, Gigo, uh, his men essentially commit a. You know how I said it was a. It's a war is hell movie. They effectively um, commit a war crime because they uh, use explosives on the boars, using the men of Iron Town as bait. Basically, he said it was under their feet. That's right. Yeah. Um, so. You would have if you were looking to have people start on the side and change. You would have to highlight the ways in which they're they're bad. Uh, so you'd have to have you'd have to make sure stuff like that gets focus, because otherwise, I I just think the players in general will remain loyal to where they start. Basically, again, this depends on because with. We're now talking because it's quite a long film. So are we thinking, you know, this is two, three sessions or the starting of like a long kind of six months, a year, multiple years campaign? Because if it's a long campaign, there's all kinds of th there's much more room for that change of hearts to happen. Yeah, I'm not approaching this. um I'm not approaching this with any sort of short-term mentality. This story, um, peeling back all the layers, you've got what you've got left, basically. It, the elements alone can provide the ingredients for a long-term campaign. You know, you've got the war between man and nature, man versus man, and the, you know, the respective phantasmal protectors you know they, they're all involved and things like that so yeah they, this isn't something that you could just unwrap in one or two sessions this this is a slow burn that needs everything to simmer to get the flavor out you know to to really marinate okay i think i think that's kind of slightly where i've come at it from a different angle i think i was because most of these we look at them as I would say generally kind of a one shotty you know we 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 don't necessarily say only a one shot but a lot of the stuff we look at it with a, kind of like through the lens of a one shot and I mm. think that's where I was coming from because I don't think in a one shot you could have a basically there's just not enough time for people to to make their minds up they'll just stick with where they start but okay. if it is a long one, then I agree because you can do the you can do the exact same thing I was thinking of with established people because there's much more time for them to 
see more stuff, think more stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I think this one is. There's lot because also as well, it's quite a complex uh, situation. Um, so I think maybe it, this just wouldn't work as a uh, a one shot or shorter term. I think this does lend itself to. I don't know how long it would be, but I think you really need to give this one the time. The time it would require. It's not a. It's a slow burn, not a a quick explosion. Definitely, hundred percent agree. Um. But then you've got to think then, whether it's whoever you are, however long you're playing for, you've you've got to think about where you need to to begin really. So you know how are you going to sort of lay out the plot? I mean, it could be played out as is. I mean, it's quite linear. You you start with nothing, and then you you visit various different locations. You learn about the different people. Um, their motivations, their 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 mentalities, their their modus operandi in certain respects, because we meet Lord Ebushi's uh, samurai pillaging um, uh, and a defenseless town. So you, uh, you get Lord Asa- Lord Asano, Asano, sorry, uh, you get to see this all slowly but surely, sort of developing over time, um, and it eventually then begins to escalate until you get yourself into the final showdown at the very end. Um, so it does, although it can, you know, it, it does have lots of tropes in it, which, you know, to some respects can be bad because then you're basically playing out these, um, these seen and done sort of established sort of almost meme like things, you know, but it's and in the guise of Princess Mononoke, it doesn't, Norm, I don't feel as though it's a bad thing in that sense, um, but yeah, it it just feels at home in a in a tabletop RPG setting in the first place, um, and it's you know it's it's fantasy elements as well, so it would fit well with a with Five Finder and and you know Pathfinder Fifth Edition Dungeon Dragons with how it would do. So I would say you you know while you can mix things up, you could play the plot of Mononoke in and of itself on its own. Yeah. Um, but also as well, then you've got the, the not the opposite. It's not the opposite, but um, because they're, it's a good study of antagonists. Like there are as much like cause obviously the Western equivalent of Ghibli is kind of Disney, mm-hmm. and I know that not all Ghibli films have as good a. Um, bad guys as as uh, or an antagonists because I don't really feel like calling them bad guys is the right word. Um there's lots of kind of Disney villains that are they're doing this thing and why are they doing it? Because they're evil. But why are they evil? Don't worry about that. Forget about that. But they just are. Um this is a good it's an excellent source to look at how a person can be good in some aspects and bad in others because for example to to focus on lady aboshi she does want to strip the mountain of iron um and she does want to kill the the creatures of the forest but her motivation to do that is 
because she wants to protect the people of Irontown. And not only uh, is it the people of Irontown, again, you're saying this is, you know, 90s PG is a 12. It makes it, makes it very clear that the women are former prostitutes. There are lepers. And although it doesn't focus on the men so much, I'm imagining that the men are probably lower class, you know, people who didn't have a lot of opportunities elsewhere. Um, so although she is exploiting stuff and we know that the spirits of the forest are, are, are not mindless animals, uh, she just seems, she believes she's just, because um, also as well, I know you said that Jigo doesn't do the killing blow on the forest spirit. It's Eboshi. But she does it because if she provides it to Eboshi, she will get the Emperor's um, favour in her war with Asano. Everything she does is about securing Irontown. So if your players are there, they can you can play out the same thing but what if the players you know um what if the players decide that they're going to try and find a way where aboshi can solidify the power of iron town in a way that allows the forest to continue like the players can solve the problems in completely different way because she won't go well i'm going to kill them anyway because i'm evil she will accept another option because what she wants is to strengthen Iron Town. So as long as what you do, do strengthens Iron Town, she will agree. She's not unreasonable or cartoonishly evil, you know, like Cruella Deville. Because why is I, I know they released a, a live action movie that supposedly tells you exactly why she's evil, but if if we ignore that, why is Cruella Deville evil? Is it pushes the plot along? It's yeah, convenient. Um, and I think all the characters in this are none of them. None of them are like that. So it's a really good thing that, even if you don't want to take the plot as is, it's a really good thing to watch and think. How do I make my bad guys like three dimensional? Yeah. I, I think that's the the uh, aside from the story. I think that's the real power, and and the real strongest point of Princess Mononoke is the film is the characters and the characterization. No one is a hero as much as no one is a bad guy. Everyone is human, not in the sense of their species, but in the sense of they're all flawed. They're imperfect. They're brash. They're prone to mistakes. They do things what they think is right. Like, no one's doing things for the wrong reasons. No one's doing it simply to be evil, like you said. Iboshi is uh, doing it to strengthen Iron Town. I mean, even Ashitaka is being selfish. He's going on his quest to, to save himself. He's not doing it to protect the forest. He's doing it solely out of self-preservation, you know? Um, and yes, yeah, San is willing to, to commit murder to protect the forest no one has everyone has good intentions but no one want, they will go around it the right way there's no one is perfect and i think that's the right way because in is this true in, in in reality no one is perfect so i think it's very realistic character portrayal and that is the strength i would like to 
bring across in in the game and i think what you were saying before would achieve that to be honest with you there was in terms of like action set pieces and things i think because of the very nature of the way it would work and so it uh because of the very nature it would work sorry two seconds because of the very nature of of a game things would work out slightly differently so you can't say that you would have the bit where they blow up all the boars because the players might engineer things in a way that that never actually happens but there is one thing i thought might be useful if you keep if we were to lift completely ash attackers um motivation um the demonic arm or, or or even if you just wanted to take the demonic arm uh or the demonic nature um presented in the film and kind of insert it into your uh your other games i uh because i thought um i'm not sure if you're familiar with vampire the masquerade the the latest one is it fifth edition oh uh, i want to say eight isn't it <laughs> i don't know but it would be something to and again if you're playing vampire the masquerade fifth edition you've already got this mechanic but um there's a mechanic called hunger where yeah, yeah. you get you get extra dice but if you get critical and so obviously depending on your game you'd have to homebrew your own little hunger mechanic um but like is shown in the um in princess mononoke it's the the demon arm gives him strength but he's then decapitating people like as in some of the samurai stuff might have got an arrow and survived but not when the demon arm gives him such force that he decapitates them yeah and it was the rage and anger because i think well we call it a demon it was actually the the um i can't remember the names now um but the boars the two boars they had died angry and it was their rage that had brought them back as this uh this monster yeah. so uh, yeah it was every time uh ashitaka got angry and things like that is when this would rear its head yeah and i was thinking that you could kind of add that in as a as a little mechanic because what the hunger mechanic is obviously with being vampires is if one of your hunger dice is a critical success you succeed but in a it, it's a little bit of um be careful what you wish for kind of thing you succeed it's still a critical you still succeed in a um solid you know good sense but like the example like an example would be is if you're threatening someone like you you know as in you're trying to threaten a guard to let you in somewhere if you get your hunger dices are critical you threaten them by by actually like breaking their arm or you know smashing their head into a gate um which is a which is an actual basically you lose control a bit so you still get what you want he still lets you in but other people have going to see you know as and you've lost all subtlety you know and there's all kinds of things it depends on the situation but i thought that was something you could have you could have this demonic energy and have it that it gives you strength but sometimes it's going to make you 
overshoot your goals or do stuff in a way that you perhaps don't really want to do. Yeah, that that would be a good one, actually. That's very good. I mean, it could be to the point where that doesn't have to be implemented because no one has been touched by the the, the demon spawny wormy things. So yeah, you might you yeah. might not have a come to be. Um but just to circle back around with what you'd said about the boars the boar war, um no pun intended, is you wouldn't maybe need to necessarily um omit it entirely, just not be a participant of it, you know? You're in a quiet uh valley. So explosions and things like that are going to be heard. You can ask questions about it, you know? These things can be mentioned. You can rush to try and stop it, but find that it's too late, you know? There's 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 ways you can include it. Um, but yeah, that, that's just my point there. Uh, were, other, were there any other um, set pieces that you would try and include? Not, not, not that I would make sure to include, but... Uh the the end with uh the the night stalker or night walker i've forgotten the actual the, walker the, yeah uh with that kind of chasing and destroying everything around them that would be cool to do but i i would like i said i actually fu- think this would make very good sandboxy adventure so i wouldn't although i'd have sketch things out there isn't anything i'd be like nothing in mine must happen if it ends up playing out entirely differently uh that would be okay with me but i do think that that could be a very uh scary uh situation with this massive creature that basically you just have to run away from yeah everything it touched it it basically snatched its life from it. That would be scary. Um, it's also kind of sad as well, because the, the truth of the matter is that that was the strongest god, or the strongest spirit, dying. Spoiler alert, by the way, I do apologise. Um, so yeah, I think that would, because we've mentioned a couple of times now, the poignancy and, and pathos of it all. That that I would, if it were to... Uh, Incur in it occurred in my my game or our game. I would really lay that on thick that although life springs forth from its passing, you know it it'll never return as it did ever again. You know, systemize. Okay, so systems. Uh, I just want to kind of because of uh, the last bit of mechanized the vampire the masquerade fifth edition. Although I mentioned the hunger mechanic and you know homebrewing your own little version if you're not using Vampire the Masquerade, I do want to just make it clear that Vampire the Masquerade is not a system I would recommend for this. I just like that one specific mechanic in the sense in in the sense of that one very specific part of of the film. Um, so lots of systems could work, but I think it has to be high power adventure. Or at the very least, it has to have. Uh, it has to be a system where combat is possible, um, but where it can be avoided. Um, but so, Pathfinder Five E or something less less high powered, they all kind of work because 
the situation is just an excellent engine of conflict. So if the players want to go all politicking, they can. But if they want to build up to, you know, if, if you've got the kind of players that want to build up to try and to smack the the forest spirit on the head, then the the Pathfinder 5e would definitely work for that because he is a he is a big scary creature. Um so yeah, I, I would say it's it's anything where combat is possible but not necessary. Um because there's the potential for big fights, but but you don't have to have big fights. So yeah, a, 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 anything kind of like Pathfinder, 5e, 13th Age, all, all those high-power fantasy, fantasy things, they kind of let you have your cake and eat it because they're high-powered. So when you want to have the high-power uh, fight against uh, you know either the Nightwalker or you know if you really want to chop samurai's heads off and shoot arrows at their swords so that their hands come off... Uh, you know, that's the same kind of high over the top energy that Pathfinder and 5e have. So, um, but I, I would always want there to be, and unfortunately, there is, there is, aren't really, there isn't really a system like fi, the, a Firefinder system that emphasizes non violence. But I would also want non violence to be a, an option like i wouldn't i wouldn't play this as a themed version of age of sigma or something like that it, it does have to i know that's not what we talk about in this podcast but it's not all about the combat there is a lot of stuff that would just be solved by role play yeah just from what you were saying as well there was a i think one of my favorite scenes is where uh towards the end uh, there are two samurai chasing Akitasha, uh, Atikash, Ashitaka, um, while he's on foot after they hurt his uh, his red elk, um, and he catches the the um, the arrow that is fired at him, and then shoots it straight back. I think that's it. I think that's really good. Um, but yeah, I haven't rewatched it. It just it's just beautiful. It's just a really beautiful. I'm back on. I'm back on opinionized, but yeah, I mean, even the way that the long grass moves with the wind is is just it's it's great. I mean, this was done must have been in like the early '90s when they finally put pen to paper, I would imagine, or paint to paper. So it's uh, pretty, oh, yeah. pretty impressive. So it, so it came out in '97, and animated films. I think they take about three. Well, essentially when in that kind of era they take what about three four years at the even if they're going quick to to get yeah. done and so, i don't think uh miyazaki-san would uh would rush anything from what i gather of him but yeah <laughs> there's, there's not much i can really add to that to be honest with you it it, it, it like i say it seems to be that the plot lends itself well to a, a fifth finder um so yeah finally an, adve an adventure race that actually works very well with a D&D 5th edition or a Pathfinder you know we, we've actually finally stumbled across one one that isn't dread again that's, that's not bad for us that's first time now Summarize 
I think this is a really good one. And I think even if you don't take it, Princess Mononoke is something you should definitely watch to get inspira inspiration from, even if you don't want to lift directly or, or anything. Because as we've said, it's a really good... All the antagonists are good examples of how to have a strong antagonist that still causes problems, still causes conflict, but isn't just cartoony evil for the sake of it. Um, but in terms of one that is more specific, because Ghibli, like the worlds are beautiful, there is a lot of world building in it. You know, as in, you can imagine... You only get to see so much in the film, but you can kind of imagine what else is out there. Um, yeah, I'd I'd like to play in that world or attempt to bring it to life as a GM. So uh, this is a thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I, I, yes, for both. I'd like to try and GM something. You're right. The world is 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 ripe to uh to try and gm within and certainly i'd like to try and play it you know you, you are our forever gm mccastrick so i wouldn't want to try and take that from you so i'd certainly want to play in that case you know it's um it's a good story to tell it's got a good moral aspect to it as well um and it's got a conservationist message and, and like you say there's many different paths to to solve each uh, obstacle or, or problem um rather than just brute force so yeah i think i think it's it's uh it's a really good one to to try and play out on a long-term basis myself okay so as normal you've got the uh affiliate links and and everything in the um the show notes uh doesn't cost you anything but we get a little bit back so if you're looking to to buy some wargame or TTRPG stuff, give it a look. Uh, again, all the social media also on the bottom. Uh, anything else to add, Rod? No, thank you everyone for staying with us this long. We're, what, two more episodes from season end? Um, and then it's October. And, uh, yeah, um, depending on what... I say, yes, you say two episodes from the end. If we shift the release order, maybe that will be slightly more, slightly less. <laughs> two, two more as of recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, you know, I'm, I'm quite overwhelmed, really, with the response that we've had. We've got a meme. We've got, you know, many different listeners. We've, uh... yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good so far. Yeah, I think... And... Princess Mononoke's gotten me all sort of all lovey-dovey and everything because we're talking about something that's close to my heart. So I think I just want to give everyone a lovely big hug. I I kind of I I, I agree. I think you, but I I I don't have anything to add. I think you've just put it. Your words have put it there best. I don't know. See, I'm screwing up words. Just thank you, everyone, and uh, see you next week. No. So that was our episode on Princess Mononoke. Hope you got some good ideas out of it. So next time you need something that inspires you, you won't just theorise, but adventurise. And if you do, please let us know. Um, all the social links to socials found in the show notes. And we'll catch you next time.